Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. This is Freedom from Fascism, a Christian response to mass formation psychosis. This is week 11, part 3, and the topic for this week is mass formation psychosis and religious conceit. Today's podcast, what does Jesus mean when he says he is the way? How is Jesus the way to the Father? Jesus is the way not to wealth and prosperity, but to God. We need not only to depart from politics and from our love of money or whatever other idols we have, so we can see things clearly. The West is unsure about Jesus as the way. The Western Jesus is that Jesus is the way to God because he died on the cross for our sins. He took our place, died in our stead, on behalf of us. The old word was vicarious, in our place. Jesus is and was defined as the way to God because he died for our sins. There is a linear progression from that event to the possibility of us knowing God through that event. The emphasis was on a personal decision to follow Jesus. All of this is a faithful reading of the New Testament and there's nothing wrong with that. Faith is personal. Faith is not private. At some point, it must become public. I think of the two men who have my deepest admiration in the New Testament. They were two secret disciples of Jesus. They kept quiet throughout his public ministry because of their fear of others. Fear makes people do many things and stops people from doing many things as well. These two men knew Jesus and followed him, albeit secretly. Nobody knew, possibly only a few of the disciples. Then came the betrayal of Judas, which came suddenly. Out of the blue, a clever stratagem by a small group of Christ's enemies. There was the kangaroo court and the swift execution. This would have been the time to stay quiet. The time for these secret disciples to say, Ah well, Jesus is gone now. I should get back to my old life, so no one knows I followed him in secret. But these two men did the complete opposite. They made their faith public on the day Christ died on the cross. One even went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. He buried Jesus, someone with whom he bore no earthly relation, in his own family tomb, hewed out of the rock. The other man helped him bury Jesus. The disciples of Jesus, including Peter, had either fled, denied him, or were in hiding. Joseph of Arimathea, and Nicodemus Nicodemus made the decision to follow Jesus after his death. This was the worst possible time at a time when the hatred of Jesus, hatred for Jesus, was at fever pitch. Due to the mob and the political machinations at the time. Both men, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea, did not believe Jesus would rise from the dead, but they wanted to identify with him in his death which they did so. Often it is said that Jesus identifies with us in his death, but here we have these two men identifying with Jesus in his death, which is what they did. How can I say they did not expect him to rise again? Well, why did they bury him in the first place? Why did they spend 34 kilograms of perfume on him if they thought he was going to rise again? The West can tolerate Jesus as Saviour, but not as Lord. 
Western Christianity has tried to avoid the other sense in which Jesus is the way to God. This has to do with his claims of divinity, not simply his claims to be the saviour of the world. Jesus is the way because of his death, the way to God. He is also the way because of his birth and his entrance into the world. Christ is not simply the way to God, but he came from God. He was the way from God to the world. Jesus was born of Mary. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, and is from heaven. In heaven he was the word of God and was God. The reason Christians in the West often downplay the incarnation of Jesus and focus on the cross is simple. They prefer to see him as saviour, but not lord or king. It is perhaps why American Christians often seem content with recruiting Jesus in their culture war, since they have generally forgotten that the early Christians believed Jesus to be God, or God with us. I would say quite plainly that Jesus doesn't vote, because he is the king. Jesus also doesn't believe in democracy, and he doesn't believe in America. Democracy is not worth saving, but you are, all of you and the culture war is repulsive to God. Jesus repeatedly in John's Gospel makes himself equal to God and equal with God. There is no denying that. There is no skirting around that fact that John asserts quite openly and regularly in his Gospel that Jesus claimed to be God. He said to one of his disciples, If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. To the Pharisees he said, I and the Father are one. And to them he also claimed the name of God, the holy name of God, inscribed in capital letters in the Hebrew Bible, Lord, when he claimed to live before the advent of Abraham himself, saying, Before Abraham was, I am. John the Baptist also believed that Jesus was from God and that he existed before his birth. John said this in the first chapter of John's Gospel in his testimony in verse 15, that this was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. The existence of Christ before his advent nullifies an earthly church kingdom. John is convinced that Jesus is God, and he summarizes his views succinctly in the first verse of his entire work. In a sense, it is the most important verse of the Gospel, and perhaps the New Testament. It is probably why the Gospel is so disliked by the church, because it raises so many problems regarding their kingdom on earth, the opposite of the kingdom of God. If Jesus is God, then what does he care for bricks and mortar? John says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John views Jesus as the Word, who was with God in the beginning. The greatest word of Jesus was himself, before he was born, he lived as the Word, and that Word pre-existed before his birth, the Mary, as God the Word, or Logos in Greek. John is clearly referring to the relationship between Jesus and the Word, that Jesus, through his creative power, testifies to his divinity. He ascribes to Jesus' creative power, the power that created the world, and yet it is not a recounting of Genesis 1-2, to but John simply says, Through him... All things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. For John, Jesus was the creator of all things. If you see in Jesus the face of the Father, then you see in Jesus 
the creator of the world. Rediscovering Jesus changes our view of salvation. I don't know if you've ever heard these words in John's Gospel. It depends on your background and your exposure to Christianity. But Jesus claims to be far more than a good man. He firmly claims to be God. This is the God who came from heaven and became one of us so he could live our life and die and rise again and return to heaven. John says that in Jesus there is life and there is hope for all people, stating from the very beginning of the gospel that faith or salvation is not based on what you do or a set of rules or baptism or the mass or rituals, but simply your attitude of heart, your conviction and worship of the one who came from heaven, the word made flesh. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can listen to this podcast as a blog or read this as a blog on our website freedommatterstoday.com where you can also find all the other blogs, entries for Freedom from Fascism, a Christian response to mass formation psychosis. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom Matters Today.